Welcome to Let Me Live Podcast. My life, my rules. My name is Coco Gunn, and I'm so happy you decided to press play. I'm excited to spend the next 15 or 20 minutes with you to help you create a personal development routine, stay motivated, and become the best version of yourself. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you won't miss another episode. Also, feel free to leave a rating and review as it would mean the world to me. Ready to get motivated? Let's get started. Welcome back to Let Me Live Podcast, My Life, My Rules. I'm your host, Coco Gunn, and happy whatever day of the week it is for you. It's currently Sunday for me, which is my recording days. I hope you've had an amazing last two weeks. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. And if you find value in the episodes, don't hesitate to share it. Tag me on Instagram or if you have feedback for me, go ahead and send me a DM. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. So today's topic is on how to be a better leader, how to be a leader in general. And I love this topic because it's something that I feel like I thrive on. Um, and it's great. So just to give you guys a little background um, of why I chose to discuss this topic is times have changed and I'm sure the pandemic has been brutal for a lot of us, but I feel like there's so many opportunities out there to, there's so many opportunities out there for people to be better, stronger, more confident leaders. And I feel like there's a lot of issues and challenges, especially in our world today, because people don't have an idea of how to lead, right? They don't have the confidence or they just feel like, oh, well, I have a title, so now I'm going to do and say whatever I want. So get this, 78% of business leaders actively and regularly focus on engaging with their employees, but only 48% of employees view their company's leadership as high quality. With that being said, only about 10% of people are natural leaders, Another 20% possibly showing qualities of basic managerial talent that can be cultivated into high quality leadership. Guys, if you didn't hear what I just said, only 10% of people are natural leaders. That should say something. It is a very hard job to do. (laughs) And if you are in a leadership position in whatever you're doing in your life, I commend you because it is not an easy job. So, I kind of want to give you some backstory of why I wanted to talk about this. I've been, and I'm going to kind of gear off topic. If you're not a dancer in the dance community, it's no big deal. Hopefully I'll try to explain it to where you understand. I have been a leader in the salsa mambo dance community for a very long time. I've had multiple teams. Um, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about my growth. I learned a lot about just developing and just being a better person in general, right? And recently I started my own dance company and I had some challenges with my ego. Um, Some of my girls had decided that they were going to train with other dancers. Not necessarily, they're not leaving my team, right? They're just going out and getting development elsewhere, which to me is a totally good thing. But my ego says, you're going to lose dancers and they're never going to come back to you and da 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 da. So for the longest time, I've always struggled with where I wanted to go in my dance career. I, at one point, wanted to be a professional dancer and be on stage and like get paid to do performances. And I think I'm just one of those people that wants to do well at every single thing, right? And I had to sit back and ask myself, okay, 
what is it that you're good at? Like, what is it that you thrive on? Because at the end of the day, especially in our community, not every professional dancer is a great leader and not every leader is a professional dancer. And there is a very clear line. And there's a lot of us in the community that try to do both. And they're wondering why they don't have success. And it's just because there's a lot of things that tie into you being a great leader. So anyways, during this ego moment that I was having, I called a really close friend of mine. And she used to be my student. And um, she's my confidant, business advisor. I love her. And I was telling her what I was experiencing internally, like where my ego was at the time of these conversations I was having with my teammates about, you know, training with other dancers. And she has known me for a long time. She's watched my career develop as a dancer, as a leader in the community. And she said, you know, Coco, what you have to understand is where your role is in the dance community, like where it is that you fit in. And she goes, you don't fit in as a professional dancer because you don't do this full time. You're not able to to commit to doing it full time. So it's very hard for you to want to achieve something when you cannot commit to that fully. She goes, what you have committed to, unbeknownst to you, but very clear to the entire dance community, is you've committed to growing and developing dancers to reach the level of being professional. Where they go from there is is their journey, but you have grown and developed dancers who have in turn gone on to dance professionally because of your training, because of your development, because of your patience. So she's like, that's what you have to understand about yourself. And once you understand that, and once you commit to that piece, you're going to find that your ego isn't affected anymore. And I was like, wow, this is what I need to be hearing as a leader. Because if you don't know by now, if you're in any kind of leadership position, your ego will eat at you because you're, you know, sometimes you're a perfectionist or whatever, but it will cause you to make up stories in your head. It will cause you to just to, to think of all these negative things that are happening, which is not even the case because you're trying to do too much. So after that conversation, I was like, I need to talk about this because I know I have so much to share on how you can develop and how you can be a better leader and how you can, you know, be an example for people to look up to and say, Hey, look, if I want to grow and I want people to follow me and respect me, this is the example that I need to, to place in. So there's a lot of qualities, right? That leaders possess. Usually they're humble. They are consistent. They communicate, they communicate. They have a really good, they know how to communicate well for the most part. Uh, most of them are, are self-aware of like how they develop and how they train and how they're growing and what things they have to work on. They have a growth mindset. They're empowering. They have a strong ability to build relationships and they're fully present. Now there is one quality that I would say, or I will say that you will notice in that 10% of leaders, uh, 10% of natural leaders, and that is the ability to be empathetic. And that means that you're able to understand the human experience. It doesn't mean that you are, you're always going to agree or you're always going to, you know, um, tell people, Hey, yeah, it's fine. Like what you're not always going to be in agreement with what someone experiences, but you're able to empathize with what's going on. So to kind of explain it to you as an example, I know that for my dance team, all of my ladies have 
things going on in their life, whether it's a job or it's a career or it's school or it's a family or it's kids or it's a relationship or a wedding. So I understand that there's going to be times when they cannot come and commit 100% to rehearsal. We don't do this full time, first of all, but I'm able to understand that, hey, there are going to be days where I'm just not going to be able to give 100%. And it's unrealistic for me to expect that from anybody (laughs) because we're human beings. We're not robots, right? So I'm able to empathize with them and be more understanding, which is part of a quality that you need in order for people to trust and follow you, is to understand that they're not going to have a perfect day every single day. And it's okay, because nobody does. So I encourage you, if you are looking to get into a leadership position, to start working on your empathy a little bit more and understand that everyone out here is just trying to do the best that you know they can. Another thing that I always tell myself is as a leader, I need to be leading from the front. And I'm sure you guys have seen those memes that are out there where it shows you what a leader is and what a dictator is. And a leader is, you know, has the reins strapped to their back and is, you know, charging forward with the team behind them. And a dictator is actually on the chariot with the reins whipping the people into shape so they can work for him. I 110% believe in this. I will never ask my team, my colleagues to do something that I would not do myself. And that to me is how you lead from the front. If I'm going to tell you, go rehearse that routine five times or go to the gym and be consistent with your workout routine or start taking care of your skin or be drinking more water, you must believe I'm 100% going to be doing that myself. Why? Because that's my commitment to myself and that's my commitment to the team that I'm leading. I need them to know that I respect you and I respect your effort and the effort and the amount of of concentration that you're putting into this, I'm putting into it as well. You're not alone. I'm going to have your back. And that's so important, I think, for leaders in general to realize is that You cannot go through life expecting for people to follow you if you're not consistent in what you tell them to do that you're not doing. Does that make sense? And let me just rephrase that because I don't think that that made sense right away. You can't expect for people to respect and follow you if you don't give them the same respect in return. And that's, that's where I see a lot of leaders in any community, in any business, fail because they're constantly using a delegative leadership style and ego is taking over and they're expecting for people to do what they ask them to do. And when they don't, they get extremely upset and extremely frustrated. And then they're like, yes, this is not working. You know, they don't trust me. They don't follow me. And it's just because you're not doing that yourself. You got to trust yourself. You got to trust that you're making the right decisions and you got to lead from the front. So what I have for you right now is I have have five things that are going to help you become a better leader. Number one is you have to be able to understand your leadership style. There are three styles. There's um, authoritative um, or authoritarian, there's participative, and there's delegative. What we're seeing right now in majority of 
leadership roles that are not successful is they're taking a delegative approach, which means you're just telling people to do what you need them to do. Go write that book or go make those copies or go call that customer. It's it's constantly what we what we see if you're if you're not, you know, if you're a visual person, is someone just pointing, 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 pointing and saying, go do this, go do this, go do that, go do this. And then they get frustrated when someone doesn't because yes, it's great to delegate tasks. But it's all in how you communicate that task to that person. Just telling someone, hey, you need to go call this person right now. Or you need to go run that routine seven times. Or you need to go lift those weights. They're going to look at you like, I'm just being told what to do. Delivery of your message is always important. I find myself to be more of a combination between the authoritarian style and the participative style. Uh, I like to consult. I like to be able to provide feedback, but I also like getting conversations. I like to have open dialogue because there's some times where I'm not going to know what's happening or I'm not going to be as knowledgeable as maybe my teammate or my coworker may be, right? So it it allows for me to be open. It allows for me to also learn and grow and understand the situations, right? Because here's the deal. Not every leader in your life that you've that you followed is 100% knowledgeable in the things or in that leadership position's role. In a sense, like if you're a banker, right, and you're you have a CEO, that CEO may not have been banking as long as you have, but their qualities about them and who they are make them a great CEO for that bank. Because I can tell you this, guys, you can be a hundred percent knowledgeable of a certain topic, right? Ex- an expert, <laughs> professional, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a great leader, especially if you don't work on those qualities to be a great leader. I a hundred percent believe that not every professional in any industry or any topic is a great leader, and vice versa. Not every leader is a professional in that topic or that subject or. Whatever, whatever the case may be. And I'm seeing it in our community as a dancer. Professional dancers are amazing on stage. They're great training, but that does not mean that they're going to be great leaders. I am not a professional dancer in my industry, in my, in my community by any means, but I'm a great leader. I know how to lead people. I know how to develop and grow them and encourage them to get to whatever point they want to get to. So number one is, of course, understanding your leadership style. Number two is being honest and having a student mindset. Listen, no one's going to follow you. (laughs) No one's going to respect you. And no one is going to trust you unless you're just honest and upfront in that leadership role. Your, your, Your job as a leader is to guide and is to make sure that things are going according to plan. Your job is not to be conniving and sneaky in the hopes that people won't notice and then you just keep doing whatever you want. And you got to have a student mindset. You always got to be accepting of knowledge from other people who have more experience than you. Just because they're not in a leadership role from you does not, a leadership role like you does not mean that you cannot gain knowledge from them. I have girls on my team that are knowledgeable in all kinds of topics. I mean, it's crazy how intelligent my group is. And I have the ability within myself and I'm comfortable with myself as a leader to ask if I don't know something, if I don't, I mean, and sometimes this doesn't deal with dance. This is just like regular conversations that we're having with each other. I'm okay being like, I'm confused. I need help. 
right? That is what, that is a quality that I need in order to grow. I'm always learning. I'm always growing. I'm always developing. Number three is the ability to build a connection with your team and colleagues. Now, this can be tied into, or this could be something that is a very thin line of, oh, they're my best friends. And you tell them all your business. I've been there. I had a team of ladies. I absolutely love them. And I was too personal with them. And so the respect wasn't there. Building a relationship and a connection does not necessarily mean you have to share all of the exciting and wonderful and then yet again, bad and negative things that are happening in your life. Being Building a connection with your team and your colleagues means just finding things that you guys either one, have in common, or you support them in other things outside of the office or outside of the, the rehearsal. They have to know that as a leader, you're going to be there for them. You're going to pick up that phone. You're going to respond to that text message. And they need to know that there's a connection there and there's respect there and there's trust there as well. Number four is encourage personal and professional growth. So this ties back to the story I was telling you guys at the beginning of the episode. I was uncomfortable with my girls going and training with other people because I thought I needed, I was their go-to and I needed to make sure that they had all these, this training. I'm, I'm not trained in every single, every single dance genre. It's not, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I've learned to encourage them to grow out and, and train with other dancers and get different experiences. One, that's going to be better for them. And two, overall, it's going to be better for the team, right? If you have people that are working on their craft outside of just showing up to your class once a week, right? Um, and personal growth. I am a huge advocate for personal development, and I know that I have a lot of work to do, and I cannot ask someone to work on themselves if I'm not doing the same in return. And the last one is number five. Always, always, always be working on yourself. You cannot, you cannot be good for someone else if you can't show up as your best self for them. And the only way to do that is if you are working on yourself and whatever that means, having a good skincare routine, going to the gym, eating healthy, you know, cutting out bad foods. There's no way you can go and fill someone else's cup as a leader if you're not filling your own. It is so important to understand that because you will get drained. As a leader, you have people calling you, you have people coming to you and, you know, with different problems and situations and you're just, you're not necessarily putting out fires, right? Like that's not really our goal, but you're trying to navigate and help them through their situations because they trust you. But if you're not working on yourself and you're not filling your cup and you're not able to show up as your best self for them, you're never going to, you're going to be chasing this rat race for the rest of your life. So if you are out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better role model. And and this doesn't necessarily mean it has to be at your job or it has to be with a dance team or it has to be on on a sports team. You're a leader in your house, especially if you're a parent, even in your relationships, you have to be able to, to, to know, Hey, just because I don't have a title of CEO doesn't mean that people aren't following me and people aren't looking up to me to set an example. And these are all things that you can work on every single day, you know? But if you want to get better, listen, understand your leadership style, 
be honest and have a student mindset, build a connection with your team, encourage personal and professional growth, and always, always be working on yourself. I got three questions for you before we end this episode. Number one is what qualities do you look for in a leader? Number two is what makes you a good leader? And number three, what skills do you need to work on to become a better leader? Thank you again for joining me on today's episode. I hope it has provided some value for you. And if it did, Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can get notifications on new episodes. And if you really enjoyed it, please share as well and feel free to leave me a review. You can stay in touch with me via my Instagram page, Let Me Live Podcast, or my personal page, Coco with a K underscore gun. And if you have any topic suggestions, you can email me at letmelivepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, it's been a pleasure. I will see you guys in weeks. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.